Dr. Rachel Naomi Raymond writes in Kitchen Table Wisdom an essay entitled, A Way of Life. We are a nation of communicators, but communications is not always connection. I remember a scene in a Woody Allen movie where a group of lonely New York men sit around a table with beers, frantically talking to each other to ease their loneliness. Everyone talks at once. Gradually, they raise their voices and interrupt each other, trying to be heard. Finally, they become so desperate that they are actually spitting on each other in their efforts to connect to each other, but they never do. This scene usually gets a laugh. I think more and more that life has become like this. These days, disconnection is a habit, a way of life. I had not really felt how isolated I was until I spent a week in Fiji. Arriving at night and unpacking, I idly picked up the reading material left in my room by the hotel management. Under cultural differences, I was surprised to find that it is considered good manners in Fiji to acknowledge total strangers on the street. The brochure was quite specific, telling me not to be alarmed if I found myself greeted by strangers. And indeed, people would think it rude if I did not respond in kind. The proper form was to make eye contact and acknowledge each other by nodding and smiling, or by saying, Bula. In the place where I was raised, New York City, such a thing would be extremely unwise. Amused, I decided to try it. What it means in practice is this. You walk down the street to the post office to buy a stamp for a postcard. On the way, you might pass three or four people greeting each one of them with a nod or a bula and receiving their greeting. You buy your stamp, a transaction which takes only a moment. Walking back, you pass the very same people, and it is expected that you greet them again, even though you passed by only moments ago. Annoying at first, but by the end of the week, it had become second nature. Then I returned to the States. Rushing out to fill an empty refrigerator, I found myself on a busy street in California, all alone. No one made eye contact. No one greeted me. No one smiled. In some very profound way, I felt both invisible and diminished. Yet the street was totally familiar. It was my home. The Fijians are aware of the basic human law. We all influence one another. We are a part of each other's reality. There is no such thing as passing someone and not acknowledging your moment of connection, not letting others know their effect on you and seeing yours on them. For Fijians, connection is natural, just the way the world is made. Here. We pass each other with our lights out as ships in the night. As a chaplain at a psychiatric hospital, I run mind, body, and spirit groups. 
and an experience I had in one of these groups with 11 adolescent boys several years ago has stayed with me. And I would like to share it with you this morning because it has everything to do with community and connection. For this particular group, I wanted to talk about music and give them the opportunity to expand on their definition of spirituality. One boy pointed his finger at me and said very emphatically, if you're going to be playing Christian music, then I'm out of here. I explained to them that spirituality comes from your core, from the center of your being, and it is about what you are most connected to. It is about what nourishes your spirit and feeds your soul. They were still skeptical until I shared my song choices, Lincoln Park, Black Eyed Peas, and Tupac. We began with the song Somewhere I Belong by Lincoln Park. And I'd like to share the chorus with you. And I will save you much pain by not attempting to sing this. But, and for those who are not familiar with Lincoln Park, the music's very loud, and the lead singer screams these lyrics. I want to heal. I want to feel what I thought was never real. I want to let go of the pain I've held so long. Erase all the pain till it's gone. I want to heal. I want to feel like I'm close to something real. I want to find something I've wanted all along. Somewhere I belong. After the song was over, many of the boys shared that they don't feel like they belong anywhere. And that is why it speaks to them, why they love it so much. It makes them feel less alone. One boy shared that his mother told him that she was done with him, that he could not come back home to live. So he was waiting for a placement in a long-term residential program. It is impossible to imagine what that must be like. And as I listened to their life stories, I felt humbled and profoundly sad. Their stories are reminders that everything we do in life is about being in community, finding connection with others. I told the boys that while I wish I could take away what has happened to them, I can't. However, they do have choices in how they live their future, their families, their actions in the past, while they are part of the tapestries of their lives, do not dictate how they live and move forward. Fast forward to a couple of months ago at Stanford Hospital, where I'm an on-call chaplain. And it was 2 a.m. when I was called to the emergency room because a shooting had broken out at a party and four young men in their 20s were shot. I was met by the doctor and told that I needed to come with him because he had to tell the family of a 21-year-old that he had been shot in the chest and did not survive. His family consisted of aunts, uncles, and cousins. His mother was nowhere to be found that night and had given up custody years before. He was raised by his extended family. My heart broke for them as the doctor explained what happened. I remained present with them through their grief. But what struck me most is when one of his family members said, We will get through this. We have each other. We have our family. We have our friends. And we have our church community. 
This is how we will get through this. In the midst of such unspeakable tragedy, I found an unbreakable community. I view my work as a chaplain, as the gospel according to the patient. It is my responsibility to meet them where they are, even if it comes in the form of rock music or holding a hand. All of the patients and staff I work with are threads in the tapestry of my life. I am moved and changed by knowing them. I look at the world differently because of them. Being a former art historian, I view my theology as a tapestry. Each thread is a person I meet or an experience I have that is woven together, both the good and the bad, to create my life that's beautiful and always changing, full of sorrow, joy, and much laughter. And perhaps my early religious experiences led me to this ever-changing lived theology. Because when I was little, my mother used to tell me that God was in everything. And I must have been a literal child, because I believed her. So I would pray to the trees in my backyard. I would pray to my dog, my cat, any animal who crossed my path. The grass, weeds, rocks, the sky, you name it, I prayed to it. My mother was a Mormon with a pagan heart, and I am forever thankful for the gift she gave me. I'm I'm 43 years old now, and I have moved 36 times in my life. And my quest to find the place where I belong has included Mormonism, Buddhism, some time with the Baptists and Methodists, an atheist and agnostic period, And finally, Unitarian Universalism, where I found my spiritual home. While I've only been your community minister for a short time, I have known many of you going on 12 years now. First, when my husband, the Reverend Ron Sala, became your interim minister in 2000. And then I was your director of religious education in 2003 to 2005. And I was honored to have the choir here sang at my ordination in September of 2005. I wanted to be your community minister because of these connections. Many of you here today are part of my tapestry through your actions, compassion, kindness, presence, and dedication to each other and to those who are in need. I have learned so much from all of you about how to be in community. Former UUA President Bill Sinkford writes in his essay, The Language of Faith, from the book A Language of Reference, about his elevator speech. And it is the response to someone who asks, what is Unitarian Universalism? And you're supposed to be able to define it in about 45 seconds. He writes, the Unitarian side of our family tree tells that there is only one God, one spirit of life, one power of love. The Universalist side tells us that God is a loving God, condemning none of us, and valuing the spark of divinity that is in every human being. So Unitarian Universalism stands for one God, no one left behind.
My elevator speech changes daily based on my experiences. And right now I would say that Unitarian Universalism to me means celebrating the unity of God by creating the beloved community where everyone is included. So I invite you to think for a moment about what your elevator speech would look like. And perhaps share them at coffee hour. You all bring your own spiritual threads to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Northern Westchester, made up of the religions of your childhood and how they shaped who you are and how you came to Unitarian Universalism. You bring with you the threads of your professional and personal life. Together, those threads combine to make up who this congregation is and wants to be. Our experiences, beliefs, and personalities are so different that it is crucial to remember the words of 16th century Unitarian preacher Francis David, who founded the Unitarian Church of Transylvania. We do not need to think alike to love alike. The diversity of our congregation is one of our greatest strengths, and while we each may take a different journey to get here, we are woven together in our common belief in love and creating a better community for UUFNW and the greater world. And this common belief allows us to be in community by respecting the faith and values of the person we are talking to. Sometimes in our frustration to be heard, we can forget we have the same goal in mind. That's why this morning's reading resonates so strongly for me. Dr. Remen's story about her time in Fiji gets to the heart of the importance of the connection in our lives. We walk by people every day and never notice or acknowledge them. Sometimes in our rush to get everything done in our multitasking lives, we even fail to stop and acknowledge the people we do know, who may be in need of a kind word or hug in that moment, or like the times when we ask someone how they are, yet we're already walking away before they answer. And I'm guilty of that as well. How much time would it take to stop and listen? Not much. But it takes intentionality to be mindful and present to those around us. This has become a spiritual practice for me. I also try to acknowledge strangers with a nod or a smile. When I first moved to New York City in the 90s, this became a running joke with my friends. I could get a total stranger's entire life story in a 15-minute subway ride, standing in line at the post office or waiting for a movie. All I did was listen to them. It created some interesting situations, including a couple of people who wanted to follow me home and to work and stay with me. <laughs> and when I was living in Queens, I walked by a man who was handing out cards to people with the words, I need a friend, and his phone number. We are all aching to find connections, to be a part of a community, whether it's with people we know or strangers on the street. Author and lecturer Leo Biscaglia once talked about a contest he was asked to judge. 
and the purpose of the contest was to find the most caring child. The winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked him what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. So sometimes we just need someone who is able to be a witness to our sorrows as well as our joys, who is willing to listen with their whole being. So on September 9th, I will will begin a four-week pastoral care lay ministry class for members and friends here. This class includes an introduction to pastoral care, what pastoral care looks like for this congregation, the importance of confidentiality, and understanding what resources are available here in the area. We'll focus on how to visit someone who is sick, either in the hospital or at home, as well as issues surrounding grief and loss. We'll practice compassionate and empathetic listening. And the final week, we'll focus on welcoming individuals living with a mental illness into the congregation, as well as the conclusion of the training. And this will turn into a pastoral care lay team. And there are seven people already signed up for this. So many of you already care for each other in big and small ways. And this class just gives more structure to it. It's a recognition that we do need one another. Life can be so much easier when we realize we don't have to do it alone, as the children's story illustrated this morning. The townspeople opening up their homes and hearts and sharing what they had with each other enabled everyone to have enough to eat and to remind them that they weren't alone. So if anyone is interested in taking the class... Please see me after the service. Each one of you, just as you are, make up the exquisite human tapestry that is the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Northern Westchester. Take a moment and look around you. I invite you now to make eye contact, perhaps even extend a smile or a hand, or even a hug with those nearest you and acknowledge them. If there is someone you haven't met or do not know very well, after coffee hours, seek them out and make the connection. Invite them into our community. I hope everyone who walks through our doors is acknowledged and invited in. It is my prayer that we can extend our hospitality out into the greater community, and just one thread at a time, we can help heal the world. Because this, this movement, this connection, 
This is how we weave our tapestry of community into being, so that everyone has a place where they belong. May it just be the beginning. Amen and blessed be.